KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgan Stern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. No cobwebs on Spidey. Spider Man Homecoming feels breezy and pleasingly fresh. It's the sixth Spider Man movie, but the first one from Marvel Studios, and Marvel has done the improbable by breathing big puffs of life into a declining franchise. The biggest is giving the title role to Tom Holland, though his success is less than surprising because he made a brief but impressive debut in the role during the climactic battle of last year's Captain America Civil War. The new film picks up the hero's story a few months later in New York. Peter Parker is a high school kid, as he's been before. He's the third Peter Parker, after Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, but younger in spirit than the others, meaning he's a convincingly real high school kid within the kind of cheerful reality established for an earlier generation by the filmmaker John Hughes. When Peter first takes Spider-Man public as a neighborhood crime fighter in Queens, a pretty girl in his high school is unimpressed. He's probably like 30, she says, but no, he's very much like the 15-year-old he is a hormone-fueled hotshot who's been groomed for the Avengers team through an internship sponsored by Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. There's a lot of interplay between Peter and Tony, which is good because it means there's a lot of Robert Downey Jr. Tony is Peter's role model and what's basically a coming-of-age story. And Peter gets a formidable adversary in The Vulture, a malign birdman played with flamboyant ferocity by Michael Keaton, who, of course, played another feathered flyer in Birdman. Two other characters distinguish themselves, Peter's classmate and best buddy Ned, a chubby, charming scene-stealer played by Jacob Batalon, and Spider-Man's suit, which is less a garment than a weapon system with a personality, thanks to Jennifer Connelly's suit lady. She's a sort of Siri with genuine smarts. Spider-Man Homecoming comes through with several spectacular action sequences, One of them is set in a high school homecoming dance. Another grows out of an academic decathlon in Washington with Spidey on top of the Washington Monument. And then there's a bifurcated transit of the Staten Island Ferry. The story zips along until it loses its way, just as Wonder Woman did in one of those relentlessly repetitive climactic battles that seem to be the price we have to pay for first-rate comic book epics as well as dull ones. But the production regains its buoyancy toward the end, and Michael Giacchino's score never misses a brilliant beat from start to finish. The usual evolution in long-running superhero franchises is from thrilling action with a clever edge to bloated action with increasingly toxic doses of self-comment and self-irony. That's not the case with this Spider-Man, which is delightfully smart, genially aware of itself, and terrifically likable. Only now is this series coming of age. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. 
KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.